So, so what is it, Dusty? What, what is it that enables some people to connect on such a deep level with other people and, and some people to feel so isolated or makes it so hard for some people to connect? Is It's an attribute, a virtue. It's this quality. And every human that connects on a deep level has this. I looked up a bunch of different studies and I watched, I think, two TED Talks talking about this, this virtue, this attribute, this thing that, that everyone that connects to people on a deep level, they have this. They've figured this thing out. And if it is missing or deficient in your life, it may be the explanation for why you feel so alone. Or why you have such a hard time connecting to other people. What is it? Want to know what it is? Trust. Seems kind of simple. Trust. Well, how is that that big of it? Trust me, it is. Trust. Trust me. Now, in church... In church, we talk a lot, it seems like, about how we need to trust God, right? And how God is trustworthy, and He is. We say, you know, if He did it in the past, He can do it again, and God's trustworthy, and He's never let you down before, and He never will, and He's always perfect, and, and even if you can't see Him, He's working, and even if you can't feel Him, we sing about it, we praise about it, and we say that God is trustworthy, and God is trustworthy, and that is part of this message, that we must trust God. We have to put our trust in God. But we don't talk so much about trusting people. Like, it, yeah, it's, you can get a crowd bumped up and excited about trusting in God because He's trustworthy. And He's never burned you and He's never hurt you and He's never walked out on you and He's never done all of the things that people have done. So we don't talk a whole lot about trusting people. Why? Just because people are idiots. People will hurt you. People are dishonest. People lie. Probably all the hurt and pain and abuse that you felt in your whole entire life has all come from people. Maybe not all. Maybe you like tripped and stubbed your toe and you got some physical pain from that. That didn't come from another person. But for the most part, your mental battles, emotional pain, you feeling betrayed, your all these things, it comes from people. And every time you get hard, every time you get hurt, it makes it harder to trust. See, because people are not trustworthy. They let you down. But here's the problem. If you don't trust people and and we can all agree and we believe that people are created in God's image like when we talk about that about each other we we love it when I stand up here and I say we're all created in the image of God and we can go look at Genesis when God created man in his own image we're all created in the image of God and God loves us and calls us his sons and daughters we believe that 
So people are all created in God's image. And we also believe that we are His hands and feet. And we won't go to all the scriptures that point us to that. But we are the expression of God to the earth today. Jesus was the personification of grace. It means He was the the man form of grace to the world and now we're Christians so we're supposed to look like Jesus so we are God's hands and feet we are how God gets things done in the earth today we're the kingdom so if we believe we were created in his image we believe that people are his hands and feet or his expression to the world but we can't trust people then eventually Ultimately, we won't trust God. And if you can't trust God or people, then you have some serious battles ahead. Most of them will take place in your mind. Because without trust, how do you have hope for the future? If you don't trust God, and if you don't trust any people, any relationships like I don't think it's possible to have a hope for the future like we talked about last week have an expectation for good without trust without trust how can you have faith you can't that's what faith is is trust it's a belief. It's a trust. It, you don't have faith without trust. And what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Now, what is love without trust? Broken. Not real love. See, if you really learn to trust God then it will transform the way that you trust people. If you really trust God, it changes the way that you trust people. I think sometimes as the body of Christ and as Christians and as the church, we, we can get caught up on, you know, seeing God move and, signs and wonders or big offerings or what we were able to do this month or how many people we had coming to church or there's all kind of things that we get caught up on and miracles and why are there not miracles and Jesus all these things spiritual gifts and tongues and and Paul talks about it too so the same thing was happening back with all the way back with the the New Testament church we get caught up on all these things but scripture teaches us and Jesus said and Paul said that they all make it very clear that all of those things the signs and the wonders and the angels and the all of that is secondary to the power of love and the human connection Paul said you know to kind of paraphrase Paul said yeah it's all awesome but none of it compares to faith, hope, and love. In 1 Corinthians 13, Paul's talking. It's the love chapter. We're going to go read some of it, but um, it's in 13, I think verse 13. 
where Paul says, like, all this stuff doesn't matter, but after it's all over, three things will remain, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Look at 1 Corinthians 13, 1. I'm going to read 1 through 7. I'm going to read it to you in the Message Bible. If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I am nothing but the cracking of a rusty gate, the creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all of his mysteries and making everything plain as day, and if I have faith that says to a mountain, jump, and it jumps, but I don't love, I'm nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say and what I believe and what I do, I am bankrupt without love. Look at the last, the last part of that. No matter what I say, no matter what I believe, no matter what I do. I don't know about you, but I put a lot of weight or value on the things that I say, the things that I believe, and the things that I do. But Paul said, no matter what I say, no matter what I believe, no matter what I do, without love, I'm bankrupt. If I can't figure out how to have love evident in my life, then where's the value? Or I'm empty. Uh, Paul also said in, in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. In these earthen vessels, in these jars of clay, we have a treasure. You have a treasure. All right, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, we talked about it in all different ways, but that oil that's on the inside of you, we talked about pouring it into vessels and trusting God to do what only He can do. And, but you have a treasure inside of you. You have hopes and dreams and a future, and there's passion inside of you. You have a treasure. Verse 8 says, we are hard-pressed on every side. Paul said, I know it's tough sometimes, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Have you ever been underestimated? I have. You probably have too. Like, I was thinking about that when I, when I thought about this scripture. And, and there are other scriptures that, that liken us into an earthen vessel or a clay pot. A pot with cracks in it. And you've heard you can't judge a book by its cover. Right, there's a treasure inside this earthen vessel. There's a, 
there's a call and a purpose and you that God created, your soul, your spirit in there. And I think a lot of times we let people judge us by the pot that they see, by the cracks, by the things that we've been through that have maybe chipped the pot or broke off a handle or, or, and they discredit the treasure that's inside. Or maybe, has anybody ever told you like you were a lost cause? Anybody ever told you or maybe just made you feel by their actions and the things that they said that you were untrustworthy? Right? There's nothing good in you. You're, you're a cheater. Once a cheater, always a cheater. I'll never trust you again. Well, not him. You know, uh, when God was calling me to be a pastor, I knew that God had called me to do that, to do this, and I wasn't qualified, and I didn't feel ready, and I felt too young, and I felt uneducated, and I, I felt all these things. And luckily, I had a lot of people and voices in my life that told me those things to make sure I knew I wasn't qualified, I wasn't good at it, that I was boring, that I was not educated. That, And, you know, some of those people said, well, yeah, well, you can't do this. Like, you can't step in and do this. I'll do it. And some of those people just wanted to let me know that they couldn't trust me to lead they couldn't trust me to lead their family, so I'll be going somewhere else, or all these things. And it's really hard to have people looking at your earthen vessel and judging the treasure that's on the inside based on what they can see on the outside. They're not looking to the inner man. They're not looking to the call or the purpose to, to trust in. They're trusting what they can see on the outside. Right? So I hadn't shown them anything on the outside that they could trust in to fill this position, to do what God was calling me to do. I didn't even trust in myself. I had to just trust God. But... I heard it. Have you ever heard things like that? You got a hope or a dream or you got something on the inside of you that you, you want to do or the person that you want to be and, and maybe you've messed up or maybe you're not good at it yet. Have you heard anybody say that you're too young or you're unqualified or you're not educated enough or maybe... You've been told you're too weak or you're not talented enough. You can't be in a band. You'll never be famous. You can't speak in front of people. You, I don't know. But I bet you've heard something like that in your life. Has anybody ever said things like that to you? I'm going to tell you, those words will give you the excuse that you need to live beneath your potential. If you let it. 
when those words were spoken to you, did, did they give you the reason that you needed to give up, to quit? Because that's not the voice of God. Did they give you the confirmation that you needed to jump ship? Maybe to just run away from the family or the relationship or the church or the job or the, the career path or the what, whatever it was. Maybe, maybe it just gave you confirmation that you needed. It's okay to jump ship. I'm out. I'm done. I need to tell somebody today. Stop living down to other people's expectations. Stop letting other people's view of you or words at you transform the future that God has for you. When you allow the wrong people to define you, you let people empty you of what you should be carrying. The treasure that's on the inside of you, they, they drain you. Because there is an anointing inside of you. There is a talent inside of you. There is, there is purpose and there are dreams and there's vision. There's trust and hope and love. But you can allow people's words to drain you. And then you become an empty jar. You ever felt just empty? Trained like I got nothing to give. I got nothing to pour out. I, 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 just, I just feel empty. I'm an earthen vessel and I don't think I have any treasure in here. Nothing good seeping out the cracks. It's at those times that you don't trust people. Usually because they took what you had. They took the treasure that you had. Right? They took your hopes. They took your dream. They, they took your passion. They took your sobriety. They took your virginity. They took your job. They took your confidence. I don't know what it is that you treasured that got taken. But today I want to ask you, what are you full of? Like you're an earthen vessel. You're a pot. We know that. And some of y'all are fixed up and bedazzled. And some of y'all got patches over the cracks. And you try to hide them. And, and some of you are pretty rough looking pots. But I don't care. Doesn't really matter. What are you full of? And who are you allowing to pour into you? On a regular basis. Who's pouring in? I'm pouring right now. Are you receiving it? Have you, like we talked about last week, have you prepared a space in your mind to receive what's being poured out today? Have you prepared a space in your mind for hope? Have you prepared a space in your mind for trust and, and connection? Who are you allowing to pour into you? Are you empty? Are you bankrupt? Like we read a minute ago. Paul said it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what I believe or what I do. If I don't have love, it's all going to feel empty. 
if I don't have love, I'm bankrupt. King James um, says it like, if I don't have love, it profiteth me nothing. There's no profit for me. There's no gain for me. So what does love do? What does it look like? What does love look like? What are the things that love does? 1 Corinthians 13. I'm going to start reading right where we left off. So this is what love looks like. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for itself. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Love doesn't have a swelled head. It doesn't force itself on others. Love isn't always me first. Love doesn't fly off the handle. It doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Why? Well, real hard to trust if you're keeping score of other people's sins and you remember everything that they did wrong. Love doesn't revel when others grovel. Love takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. Love puts up with anything. Love trusts God always. And always looks for the best. Trust is me believing in your future. For me to trust you, it's me believing that even if you've not been trustworthy in the past, even if you've messed up before, I'm trusting in your future. See, trust is me believing what God says about you. God has a hope and a future for you. And God's standing in your future, and he comes to the present, and he calls you into that future. Hey, let's go. There's a future for you. And for me to trust you, it's for me to believe what God says. It's for me to trust what God says about you more than what I see or more than what your past says about you. It's for me to trust what God says about you. I believe in the future, you. Sometimes the most powerful thing you can give someone is trust. It's to tell somebody I believe in you. When I look back over my life, that's some of the most motivating and powerful things that have ever been said to me or demonstrated to me is when somebody trusted me, when somebody believed in me, when somebody trusted me with something that maybe I, I don't even know if I could handle, but they believed I could. It's powerful. Love never looks back. What does that mean? It's just not caught up in the past. Love's always looking forward, moving forward. Love never looks back, but keeps going to the end. Can't stop, won't stop. Love keeps on going. So, so all of that that we just read, Paul's telling us 
this is what love does. Okay, all these things are, are what love does. And I, I read that in the Message Bible. You can read it in different translations, but this is what love does. Now, I want to point out that if you eliminate trust, then you eliminate hope. And we just read that, that love hopes. If you eliminate trust, then you eliminate truth. If you eliminate trust, you eliminate faith. You can have no faith without trust. If you eliminate trust, you eliminate perseverance. All the things that love does. So if you eliminate trust, you eliminate all that love does. If you eliminate trust, you eliminate real love. Agape love. That's the love that God has for His kids. That God has for His people. It's a love that needs nothing in return. There are all different kinds of love in there. There's human loves and brotherly love and stuff that where you expect to get something in return for your love. But real love, true love, agape love, God's love for us. And then the love that, that we're supposed to have inside of us, it needs nothing in return. But without trust, you cannot have agape love in your life. And when love becomes invisible, God becomes invisible because God is love. If the world can't look at you and see love, then they can't look at you and see God. When you do not choose to trust, you make grace inaccessible. See, we, that's another one we love to talk about is grace. I love grace. You love grace. But there can be no grace without trust. Take away trust. You take away grace. It just becomes works. Because then it's about, if you know, if you perform, then I love you I, or I trust you. If you earn my trust and do everything to be trustworthy, then that's works. The people that you trust may not be trustworthy. You may not be trustworthy. But love always trusts. So it begins with you. If you want a world where people can be trusted, then you must be trustworthy. I, don't, I think if you asked anyone, would you like to live in a world where people can be trusted? Of course. Okay, then you need to be trustworthy. Because it starts with you and really you're the only one that you can control or trustworthy or that word it simply means worthy of trust are you worthy of trust 
that God would trust you with this great dream or vision or talent or opportunity or things, treasure that he's placed inside of you. You see, we project upon the world what we know about ourselves. So if you're having a hard time trusting, you should first look in the mirror. Or if you're having a really hard time trusting people, you maybe you're worried about, maybe you, you're having a hard time trusting yourself. So my question for you today is not how many people in your life can you trust? I seen somebody put something like that on, on Facebook last week along those lines like, you know, how many people in your life can you trust? And that's good and great. How many can you trust? But that's not my question today. It's how many people can trust you? That's my question. How many people in your life can trust you? Are you trustworthy? So what is love without trust? It's, it's broken. What is faith or belief without trust? Nothing. Faith, hope, love. You can't have these three without trust. Prove me wrong. Throw it in the comments. Trust may be the most practical way that you can show grace. It's probably the most practical way I can think of to show somebody grace, especially somebody that's not earned it. If you do not extend trust, then I would say you're a legalist. Because you want people to earn it. And I am not saying put yourself in situations to where you get hurt over and over, repeatedly hurt, or in abusive situations or things. Don't, don't take it that way. That's not what I'm saying. But when people know that you trust them, that is the grace or the power that enables them to be trustworthy. It, it tells them that you believe in the future them. Like I said, when God trusted me to pastor, it wasn't because I had proven myself. It wasn't because I was good at it yet. Love compels trust. And trust expands our universe. Jesus tells us that if you want to be um, he who's faithful in a little will be made steward over much. And that whole verse is faithful or trustworthy. If you want to be trusted with a lot, be faithful with a little. The more you trust, the bigger your world will get. The more you learn to trust God, and the more you learn to trust people, 
Yeah, you're going to get hurt sometimes. You're going to get burned sometimes. But the more you learn to trust, the bigger your world will get. The more you'll be able to receive through God's economy. It's not about money. It's God's economy is built of relationships. So the more you trust, the more it expands your world and the more you can receive and the more it's pouring into that treasure because you're trusting God and you're trusting people. And even when you're getting hurt by people, you don't stop trusting. Why? Because we always believe that people can change. Love believes in your future. And second and third and thousand chances. The more you trust, the bigger your world will get. If you don't learn to trust, you'll live a small life in a small little baby world because you'll only trust what you can control. And you can only control so much. So if the only things you trust is just what you can control, you're going to live a small world. You're not going to have much impact. You're not going to do all that God has placed in your soul to do. And so you will feel empty and bankrupt and wanting. Even Jesus had to trust idiots. Jesus had his disciples and the people around him. And, and Jesus had to trust people. Jesus even had to trust Judas knowing that he would betray him and cause him great pain. Jesus had to trust. All right, I'm going to read you this little story in Exodus 18. And we're going to wrap it up and be done. Exodus 18, verse 13. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood by Moses from the morning unto the evening. And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, What is this thing that thou dost to the people? Why sittest thou thyself alone, and all the people stand by thee from morning into evening? And Moses said unto his father-in-law, Because the people came out unto me to inquire of God. Like Moses' father-in-law comes to him. Now Moses is leading the children of Israel at this point, And they've come out of slavery, and, and Moses hears from God, and he speaks to them. And his father-in-law is like, why are you sitting out here all day long, every day, hearing from the people and judging from the people? And Moses is like, because they want to hear God. Like, I'm doing a good thing. Verse 16 says, when they have a matter, they come unto me, and I judge between one and another. And, and I do make them know the statutes of God and His laws. And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, the thing that thou doest is not good. You're wrong for that. The thing you're doing is not good, dude. What? How dare you? 
I'm Moses. I'm called by God. I'm the leader of all these people. You come over here and tell me that the thing I'm doing is not good. I'm trying to tell people what God said. Thou wilt surely wear away both thou and this people that is with thee. For this thing is too heavy for thee. God's dreams can't be carried by you alone. Moses was trying to do it all himself. Had nobody else helping him carry the load. He was just trying to do it, do it, do it. Everything that I, God wants to do through me, i got to figure out how to do it. Moses' father-in-law spoke with some wisdom and said, Hey, as long as you're trying to do it all yourself and do everything that God's called you to do by yourself, um, not only is it going to kill you, but it's going to kill all these people that are supposed to be following you. Right? Not only are you going to fail, but all of them are too. You can't carry a God dream by yourself. Might be a good dream, but it's not a God dream if you can do it by yourself. Thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. Hearken now unto my voice, and I will give thee counsel, and God shall be with thee. Be thou for the people to Godward, that thou mayest bring the causes unto God. And thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws, and they sh and shalt show them the way wherein they must walk and the work they must do. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds and rulers of fifties and rulers of tens. See, he's telling Moses, like, pick out guys, pick out people from each tribe, pick out men that, that can be trusted, pick out. And, and some guys can be rulers over thousands and some over hundreds and some over fifties. And they're all going to be different, but you need to pick them out. And some guys, they can... They can just be over like 10 people. That's what we just read. And let them judge the people at all seasons. And it shall be that every great matter they shall bring unto thee, but every small matter they shall judge. Take care of the things that they can do. So shall it be easier for thyself, and they shall bear the burden with thee. Like it doesn't have to all be on you. You don't have to carry it all, Moses. If thou shalt do this thing, and God command thee so, then thou shalt be able to endure. And all this people shall also go to their place in peace. It'll be good for you and for the people. You'll have some peace and rest. So Moses hearkened to the voice of his father-in-law, and he did all that he had said. Now, if we, if we fast forward a little bit, just out of the interest of time, I'm going to read you one more verse. Fast forward to chapter 19, verse 9. And look what God did after this. Like they, they dealt it out. And Moses, see, Moses had to trust his father-in-law to do this. 
to give up his authority, to put all these different people in leadership. And then Moses had to learn how to trust all these men that he set in place, men from each tribe, and, and he's setting them up as leaders. And so, so Moses had to, Moses was already trusting God. He had to trust God to get where they were. But then Moses had to trust the voice of his father-in-law. Then Moses had to trust all these men that he was setting in place and, and doing all this. And then if you skip up to chapter 19, verse 9, And the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud. Why? That the people may hear when I speak with thee and believe. That word believe, it's a Hebrew word, and it, it means trust, to believe, to have confidence in, to be trustworthy, to put their trust in, to be trusted, or putteth trust in. I speak with thee, that they would hear when I speak with thee, and believe or trust or put their trust in thee forever. And Moses told the words of the people unto the Lord. So the NIV says that verse like the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to come to you in a dense cloud so that the people will hear me speaking with you and will always put their trust in you. Then Moses told the Lord what the people had said. I mean, that's a very weird verse. Like, that's a really weird scripture that, that God set up this whole thing. God said, okay, look, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to kick on the fog machine. I'm going to roll in this dense cloud. And here is my purpose of doing this so that the people will trust me, their God. No, that's not what he said. God said, now that you've learned to trust people and you've learned to trust the wisdom from your father-in-law and the, that spoke into your life, now I need the people to learn to trust you. So God said, I'm going to set this whole thing up so that they'll trust you forever. God wanted people to trust Moses. Well, I trust God, but not people. I put my trust in God, and I, I don't trust people. I've, I've heard so many people say that. Well, according to God, that's not enough. That's not good enough. Great. First step, you trust God. All right, now it's time to grow. I'm not going to trust people and throw myself out there so I can get burned and hurt of getting up. God says you've got to trust people. I want you to trust people. Bad teaching is you can only trust God. That's not scriptural. That's bad teaching, and it discourages connection. Bad teaching says, don't trust in a man. God says, trust. 
Remember Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Right, don't follow me if I start acting like a maniac or an idiot, but it's okay to follow me as I follow Christ. It's okay to trust. And to follow, it's actually a good thing. To believe in somebody. God says, trust. If you think the whole world is your enemy and, and that no one can be trusted, then you will spend your life fighting battles and looking over your shoulder, paranoid. But if you believe that there is an image of God in every person, calling them out to the good, then you will be a voice that calls out and you will hear the echo of millions as you make the world a better place. And as your trust and, and your belief in people calls them, calls out the treasure that's on the inside of them to be. What maybe they thought they could never be. See, trust gives others a voice. We talked about last week that you get what you expect. You usually get what you expect. I, I know some of you have been burned, hurt, cheated on. Or that you've been taught not to trust. maybe taught by your own experiences or maybe taught by example of people that you've seen or a boss or a parent or taught not to trust but I want you to know as we close today that trust happens in your mind trust is a decision that you make in your mind and I think that's where we mess up a lot of times is just like we do with love, we want to say that trust is an emotion and I don't feel I don't feel like I can trust you. I don't feel like I should trust you. I don't feel I don't I don't feel like he's trustworthy. But trust is a decision that happens in your mind. I choose to trust you. I choose to give you another chance. Even though you burned me before, I'm going to trust you because I believe in the future you more than I believe in the past you. See, trust happens in your mind. It's a decision. And what I have found is it is a pattern. And just like patterns of distrust have been formed in your brain, patterns of trust can be formed. Or, or how we said it last week was you can create a space or a habitat for hope. Well, you can create patterns of trust in your mind. You can create a space of trust where you trust people. You trust God. And you give them that trust and that confidence. And you can become the clearest picture of grace to the people in your world. 
and you will connect on a deeper level than you ever thought possible. If you learn to trust. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for trusting us. When I think of all the things that you've trusted me with, I, I don't even know why sometimes. When I look at my kids and I look at my wife and, and my ministry and church and, and all the things that I've been trusted with it, Thank you for trusting me. Hey, thank you for believing in me. God, strengthen our trust today. As we talk about trust and we think about trust and we invite you into our mind to, to transform us and to change the way we think and change the way we interact with people and change the way we connect with other people. God, today we ask that you would strengthen our trust so that love would be more evident. God, that you would strengthen our trust so that when people look at us, they would get a clear picture of agape love, of your love. That they would get a clear picture of hope and that we would be the light that you've called us to be. God, help us to take a look in the mirror today and say, hey, are there areas of my life that I'm not trustworthy? Are there areas where I'm not being a man or a woman of truth? Are there areas that I'm burning people and causing them not to trust? God, for that we repent. And that means we change directions. God, we, we correct that today. And we say no more. I, I want to live in a world that, that can be trusted. So I'm going to be trustworthy. God, we love you. Thank you for speaking to our hearts and our minds. Thank you for, for constantly growing us and pushing us driving us back to the word and to study and to listen for your voice we hear you speaking and your voice gives us confidence to keep moving forward God thank you for the rain thank you for life thank you for good food thank you for your body thank you for the connections that you've placed in each of our lives help us to connect on a deeper level than ever before. In Jesus' name, amen.